0: Hello, and thank you for listening. My name is Brian Harnett, host of The Plant Podcast. The Plant is brought to you by Thin Manager Software, the global leader in thin client management and mobility solutions. Thin Manager is a Rockwell automation technology. In this episode of The Plant, I had a chance to talk with Paul Burns, training and technical services lead for Thin Manager. We took a look at what the history of Thin Manager has been and all that we do to help get integrators, partners, and customers trained on using Thin Manager. Hello and welcome to the plant. I'm your host, Brian Harned, and joining me today is Paul Burns from Rockwell Automation. Today we are going to talk about Thin Manager training. Thin Manager has always put a priority on delivering training in the US and internationally to get people up and running with Thin Manager. Our training department has traveled thousands of miles around North America to give integrator partners the knowledge needed to successfully deploy Thin Manager to their customers. We offer a variety of online learning opportunities and even the ability to get Thin Manager certified. Paul, thanks so much for joining me today. Paul has been with Thin Manager since its first release and runs the show when it comes to training on the product. Paul, give us a little history about you and, and the Thin Manager product.
1: We started off as system integrators. Um, I've been with the company for almost 20 years. And we were in a food and beverage company that had, I think, 386 PCs. And this was back in the days of Windows 95, where you had to update every week. Patch Tuesday was a real thing. And so what we would end up doing is waiting until quarterly um, plant-wide shutdowns, and then we would have to update all 386 PCs, and they took multiple... Um, reboots because we were doing six weeks, 12 weeks worth of patches. And it was a real pain. That sounds and, like a real pain. Um, the other thing is if you're doing an HMI, if you change one button, like maybe change a SQL query, you have to roll it out 386 times. Well, the owners of the company um, had seen... Uh, rem- had seen what was then called Terminal Services, um, now called Remote Desktop Services, which was essentially a mainframe architecture for Windows. And the idea was that if we could have a few servers that we would maintain and update and have the um, workstations connect to the server, then it would centralize the support and that's where thin manager came in the big point that that made the difference with thin manager is a difference between us and microsoft's vision microsoft assumed that you would have an nt40 server that you would run your sessions on but they assumed that the client would be either windows 311 or windows 95 workstation and that didn't gain you anything because you had still had all of the hard drives of the pcs that needed care and feeding and you had the addition of the server farm to run your sessions and so the um Owners and uh, lead developers of the company who were working on this project realized that the only way to make it valuable was to have a device that had no moving parts, no care and feeding, and essentially have toasters out there that could connect to the servers and run. And then that became a huge benefit, even if it took a dozen servers or 20 servers in a plant that big, we went from having 386 hard drives to having the dozen servers. And then out there in the production areas would be devices that had no moving parts that could be centrally managed. And that was the foundation of Thin Manager. And as it turns out, it was a brilliant Um, analysis of the situation and a brilliant way to deploy it. And so everything that has been done within Manager has been centralized management and control to devices that have no moving parts, no upgradable uh, operating system, no embedded operating system, no flashed operating system that requires additional care and feeding.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's been really the draw from the start is just push it out, low maintenance, much easier to handle. I mean, what do we say? Two minute thin client replacement?
1: Yeah. If that. We used to do uh, advertising things where we'd have uh, one of the owner's kids come in and they're like five years old and they would replace thin clients. Uh, (laughs) We also took a thin client put it out in the parking lot, had it hooked up to a monitor and we drove over it with a pickup truck and it's still working. So, you know, it's pretty reliable. And to be honest with you, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I'd want to work at a factory being a thin manager, uh, manager and just take care of everything within manager. Cause it'd actually be pretty easy and uh, powerful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, let's, so, the the main reason I had you on, you
0: know, is to talk about training and how we get people up and running with Thin Manager, whether it be a system integrator or you know an end user. Um, to, to start, let's talk about a system integrator. Say you have one that's new to Thin Manager, has a customer wanting to deploy in their factory or production space. Um, you know, walk our listeners through the different ways someone can get familiar with Thin Manager that doesn't
1: already know it. Okay we have probably an overload of information um, available if you go to our website thinmanager.com the first thing that you're going to see is um, a a header bar and there will be a tab called support and if you go into the support um, there is manuals and we have Two different manuals. We have the user guide, which is a 700-page manual. Every button, every checkbox. You know, I kind of look at it as like the lawyer ease. It has good information and you know is very valuable. But yeah, and light even, reading too. I'm sorry. I said light reading too. With yeah, it's only <laughs> 700 pages. Um, it's 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 good for a nap time. But we have thin manual which is kind of a cliff note version of Thin Manager. It just covers the essentials, uh, topic by topic, you know, four or five bullet points that'll bite you if you aren't paying attention. And so it covers setting up the Microsoft server, setting up the user accounts, uh, installing applications, licensing Thin Manager, deploying applications, user accounts, relevance, mobility, all of that type stuff. And to me that's the f- one of the first places that I'd go. It's sweet and easy and to the point. Um, it's It's my favorite piece of documentation that we have. Uh, the other thing I have to throw in that if you're in thin manager, if you hit f1 it will pull up, a contact sensitive help to tell you about that page.
0: Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Try as you go, you can kind of click that F1 and see, see where, where you might be going wrong if you're going wrong somewhere.
1: Right. And I, I tend to, I find myself using it more than I would like to admit because I'll forget what a setting is. And I'll go, what is that setting? And I'll hit F1. It'll pull up. I go, Oh yeah. Now I remember. And so uh, there's good information there. So the manuals are really good. Um, Underneath support, we also have a section called the knowledge base. And this has um, technical articles, relatively short ones, try to get them to the point on, you know, building a server, uh, what fingerprint readers we use, uh, what card readers. You know, if you get an error when you're installing it and it says that you don't have the uh, visual C++, where to go and update that through Microsoft so that the application will run. Um, The difference between Pixie Boot and Regular Boot. Very good articles. Um, We try to keep it updated, add things as we go. Um, Good information there. Um, the other thing that we have on the web page is we have videos. And you can get that through support again. Um, In the third column, it says video training course. And if you go there, you can register it. And then there'll be a bunch of different training videos that tell you, you know, how you set up server, uh, how you do this, how you do that. There's a, you know, a bunch of different videos to to let you see because let's face it we live in a YouTube generation a lot of people don't want to read they just want to watch a you know five minute 15 minute video and learn from there and so this video learning is a nice thing about that
0: yeah I think for those who learn visually and the the video learning is kind of cool because it almost takes you through individual features that you can deploy
1: into production as well Right, I think that there's one on say multi monitor that goes through and shows you multi monitor, and and that way you can you can get a specific one or the new um, virtual screens, which allow you to take a desktop and carve it up however you want and deploy your applications in whatever section of the desktop that you want. Um, you know there'll be one on that, so you can watch v- visual screens and you go wow. That'd be cool. That would help me, and I could do this with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I've, I've covered manuals. I've covered the knowledge base. I've covered the videos. Um, the other thing that I think that I would mention, and this is especially because you said system integrators, we have a certification program, uh, which is under, I believe, training, mm-hmm. um, which is if you go to support, there's a training link. And there's an on-demand certification. Now this is more testing than teaching, but what it does is it's a ser- you sign up for it. It's complimentary. It is designed for system integrators, but you know a distributor, um, a channel partner, a customer. You know, a thin manager specialist at a customer site can take this on-demand certification. And the basic premise is that we have an imaginary, you know, sample factory that you deploy thin manager to. And there are five labs. The first one is your basic, you know, setting up two production lines with... um. An HMI, setting up some people in the office, setting up the boiler room, setting up a shipping department with a few, you know, two office um, servers and two production servers. And what you do is you install Thin Manager, get a demo code to activate the resources. You follow through the lab, which is, you know, five pages, 10 pages, and create this configuration. Then you back up your configuration and submit it. Then you do the second lab, which covers multi-monitor. You set up a, a control room that has two dual monitors and two quad monitors. Then the third lab is using virtual screens, win TMC, uh, cameras, you know, a few other kind of advanced options. And then when you're done, you back up your configuration and submit it. Uh, The fourth lab covers relevance user services where you can grant or deny access to applications based on your membership of a group. And I really like that a lot because you can put applications out there and hide them from the operator and limit it to maintenance workers or foreman or quality control. And then the final lab is using the relevance user uh, location services, where you deploy a third production line, but instead of deploying thin clients out there, you know, a a um, an enclosure with a thin client and a monitor and cabling, electricity, etc., you deploy your applications to locations using QR codes, and you use a um tablet to be your um, your uh, station. So you could walk up you you know the 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 first two production lines have four stations. Well, the third production lines has four stations, but instead of a actual terminal there, they just have a QR code. and so you the theory would be that you could take your iPad or Android or Surface tablet walk up scan that QR code and have the HMI delivered to your tablet and so that becomes your user interface now these are not live systems it's all you know theoretical done in configuration but that gives you the ability to like you know if you're traveling on the road you can install it on your laptop do it in the hotel you know for an hour every night and in a You know, three or four day travel um, on the road, you'll have them all completed, and then you'll get a certificate certification that you're um, trained. You know, you've proven that you've able to do thin manager, and if you're an integrator, it makes you uh, a member of our integration partnership. Your integration firm gets uh, uh, posted on our website as a certified integrator, so that if somebody wants to, you know, have have a project done. They can go and search our our database and find integrators in their area that have been trained, and they would find you um, as an integrator. So, you know that's a, a a pretty handy dandy way to, you know, get recognition for your work. And as I said, it's not as much training as showing that you've been trained. You can use the videos, uh, the manuals, and the knowledge base to get the material, and then you know, prove it with his certification.
0: Yeah, it sounds incredibly thorough. I mean, theoretically, somebody can go without ever, you know, coming on campus or, or going to a live training and go from beginner to certified just through the resources that we have online.
1: Yeah. Although we find that most people do like that hands-on training, and we do do that. We um, usually uh, – Couple of times a year, we try to do regional uh, trainings for integrators. You know where where people can come in and actually get hands-on training. Uh, we do quarterly training in Atlanta. Uh, we've got a class in July, September, and December. They could take a hands-on class led by a uh, thin manager instructor and get that hands-on training because there's there's nothing beats actually doing it
0: yeah no and I've gotten to uh, you know luckily be part of some of the live training uh, roadshows that we've done and and I I will say it's a crash course of a day trying to learn all the basics of thin manager and some of the advanced features all in one day but it's really cool to see kind of the 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 light bulb click and see people say oh I know exactly how I can use that feature or how that's going to work in my my facility um, I think it's really neat. Um, now, I know we have a few trainings still scheduled already for this year., uh, you mentioned the ones next week, but I know we have one in July as well in Atlanta. Um, and And if somebody wants to, if one of our partners wants to, you know get one of these uh, trainings in their facility or something, how how would they go about that? Would they contact you or is there a way, you know for them to go about that?
1: Yeah, um we do offer training. Regional training, uh, for example, you know, let's say the July class, July 24th, you have a company that wants six or eight people trained or even four people trained. They may not want to send four people to Atlanta. Um, so what they may do is they may want us to come to their plant and then we can offer a class for more people. Uh, Historically, what we've done is done two two two-day classes so that like Monday, Tuesday, half of the people can take the class and they haven't stripped the floor bare. There's still people out there who can do the work. And then we do another class Wednesday, Thursday um, to cover the other half. And so that way, you know, you're not emptying out the plant floor. And then, you know, for... The price of sending four people to Atlanta, you know, maybe they can train eight people. Yeah, we would send you to the sales that handles the paperwork. Um, I gotcha. You know, so and that's that's historically been the case. I go where they where once <laughs> once a sales says we have a sales for training. Here's the people, schedule it and go. And uh, so, you know, I'm a good contact and I can tell you all about it except for the price and, you know, how, how to how to get it scheduled. And right, the, the nitty-gritty of having it right. scheduled in place. But we have a great inside sales department. You know, they're exceptional people and they can facilitate that.
0: Very cool. For For our listeners who don't know, uh, Paul is always on the road. He's uh, uh, always training people. And even when he's in the office, he's on the phone answering questions and training people. And, uh, and it is a very cool and a great experience to be in one of Paul's training classes. Um, Paul, before we end this episode of The Plant, I wanted to get a story out of you. For our, for our listeners, um, like I said, Paul is always on the road. And traditionally, Thin Manager, dating way back, has done these road trips city to city to train people on the product. Um, and and with those road trips, we always try to have a little fun and, and see some cool sites. Paul, can you give us just a, a small story, something fun about the exploits that you think would be uh, cool for our listeners to hear?
1: Yeah, one of the things that we would do is historically we would go out for six or eight weeks in the spring and four to six weeks in the fall to hit cities and travel around. And we would rent vans and then we wanted something a little bit more comfortable. So we bought a like 34 foot RV, uh, wrapped it in this beautiful mural. Of a road, we, uh, Tom Jordan designed this this uh, street sign with Thin Man on it. It was great, and we drove it around the country at least three times. We put sixty thousand miles on that RV, which is unusual. Most people put twelve thousand miles on it, um, and we had a lot of fun on the road. You know, like the redwoods is a great place, the deserts out west, but the most memorable one is we're going from New Jersey to Boston. We had done a show in New Jersey, and we're heading to Boston. And there is a really nice freeway, uh, the Merrill Parkway through Connecticut, that runs beside 95. And it's beautiful. It's, it's a parkway. It's more goes through residential. You don't see streets or anything. It's just like driving through the woods. It is a beautiful road. And so we've taken it half a dozen times in vans. And so we told everybody in New Jersey, you know, we're going to take the Merrill Parkway, go up to Boston, blah, blah, blah. Fortunately, Matt was driving and not me. And we're driving down the road and we come to a bridge that looks low and it says nine foot six. And our truck, our bus is 12 foot six, normal semis, 13, six. So we're shorter than a semi, but we're pretty tall. And so I go nine foot six, probably about the same time Matt does. And I watched him. He looked in his left-hand mirror, saw that it was clear, moved into the center lane, slowed down, and we went underneath the bridge, I'm thinking we're losing a couple of feet of the bus and we're going to have a convertible. And we made it underneath the bus. He pulled over. We're both sweating bullets. The 9-6 was at the edge of you know the, the white line on the right lane. Fortunately, it was high enough in the center that we had the 12-6 and we could fit out. And we go, how did that happen? Well, we missed – there was a sign that said new commercial traffic. We didn't know that to mean nothing very big. You know, we weren't a commercial truck. We're, you know, like a family vehicle. So we drove another mile trying to get to the first exit to get out of there. And when we get to the Connecticut line, they have a sign in, you know, one inch letters. that says low, uh, low bridges. You aren't allowed to be here. So, uh. <laughs> That was uh, a very frightening event that turned out well, and I am so glad that Matt was the one driving that had that quick re- reflexes. He checked, he didn't, you know, wasn't going to sideswipe anybody and drive them off the road. But let me tell you, I was pale for a week after that
0: <laughs> yeah i think i think that's a heart attack inducing experience that could have gone a whole different way
1: yeah we could have uh, we could have all gotten hurt because you know all of a sudden we're stopping instead of going 45 miles an hour and it would have been expensive uh putting a uh, a skylight in where we used to have roof but uh it it turned out Oof. well
0: Oh my gosh! Well, hopefully the future road trips won't have anything like that. I think uh, I think there's less RVs involved now, so that's probably a plus. Right.
1: But um, but it was it was great. You know, there's nothing like being on the road and seeing sides visiting America and Canada. We used to go there a lot, and just the people that we get to meet and and having the ability to show them thin manager and when they saw how cool it is and like you said, they're light. Their eyes light up. They go, "Oh, this is what I need," you know. So, it was a it was a good time. Well,
0: that's awesome, and and I think uh, I think you do a great job, and thank you for all the training you do. I know you got a good staff, and and everybody at Thin Manager does. I mean, honestly, care that people learn the product and, and get it deployed properly, and uh, and I think it's great.
1: Yeah, I got to give a shout out to Todd Garman because Todd has kind of taken over a lot of the training. Um, he and I did a couple of, uh, system integrator, uh, roadshows and he kind of, uh, took over the lead on it, which was nice because I could sit in the back and help people when they have problems and he stood up front and let it. So, uh, you know, he's, you know, he's been a big part of it, but we got a ton of people who are pitching in to help because we all believe in the product.
0: Absolutely. I know Todd does a great job too. I thank you so much for your time. That's all the time we have today on this episode of The Plant. Obviously, thank you, Paul, for joining us. As Paul mentioned, thinmanager.com is a great resource for all your manuals, for the knowledge base, for anything you need to know to get started, as well as links to the training and, uh, and ways to get a hold of us. I'm your host, Brian Harned. We'll talk to you next time on The Plant.